Wagner Ministries International podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Wagner Ministries International podcast. This is Evangelist Joshua Wagner with Dr. Kevin Wagner, and we are here to do a very special podcast celebrating um, the life of Carmen, who is one of the most influential Christian, um, not just musicians and singers, but artists in um, modern history, and has had a profound impact on uh, our lives, and specifically my dad's life. And we just thought that uh, as he has gone home to be with Jesus, to reap his Mm. eternal reward, that it would be uh, helpful maybe for some of you to take a trip down memory lane with us. For some of you, it may be nostalgic. For others of you, it may be informative if you are not familiar with Carmen and his work. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, Dad, just to hear about some of your recollections of Carmen and his life and ministry. And um, before we get into it, is there anything you'd like to say just to sort of open us up? I think you said a lot of good already, Josh, why don't you... Um, why don't you take over? Dad, you have often said that Carmen is your second favorite (laughs) Christian artist Mm -hmm. of all time. Right. Um, And obviously this is a a podcast about Carmen, but that begs the question, (laughs) well, who and perhaps why is that person uh, that is in the first place? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the uh, the you know, like you and I are both Canadian. Our family's Canadian, right. and now we live in the states. But as Canadians, we're we're really you know always into hockey, and so it's like for me when I think about um, Christian musicians, it's like there's one guy, there's one guy in hockey that's like so head and shoulders sure. above everyone else sure. in terms of just excellence. It's Wayne Gretzky, of course, right. Right. and. And then under him, there's like, you know, debate about who's maybe the second best. But those guys are also amazing. You know, mm-hmm. you've got Meryl Lemieux, you've got uh, Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr, Rocket Richard, guys like that. Right. But in Christian music, it, it, for me at least, is kind of like similar. For me, Keith Green, the late yes. Keith Green, who died premature death uh, in the early 80s, just right just months before I came to know Jesus personally myself. Um, his life and legacy and music was just, <clears throat> it's just over the top. If yeah. you ever want to get on fire for Jesus again, lock yourself in a room and, and uh, spend a few hours listening to Keith Green's music. Just yes. push play. And it's, uh, it's going to just really transform you. The music's just super anointed by the Holy Spirit. And, the thing, and then underneath Keith Green is you've got Carmen. And then mm-hmm. third place is like, it's very distant third for me. Those two sure. guys have just been so formative. And I think the thing that sets both of them apart so much is that primarily they weren't even musicians, you might say. They were evangelists. Yes. Yeah. They were soul winners who happened to be really good musicians mm-hmm. and they used their music to win souls. So yeah, number one, Keith Green, but then number two, you got Carmen. Yeah, I actually have said, I think that maybe the most powerful and convicting song ever mm. is Keith Green's Asleep in the Light. I agree. And uh, so if you've never heard that, mm-hmm. uh, I'd encourage you to, to listen to it. Well, Carmen, um, as you said, you know, he 
he had such an impact on you and his music was coming out you know his his life sort of coincided with your life you know mm -hmm. I, I imagine maybe he's just a few years older than you are mm -hmm. and um and so you sort of grew up together <laughs> and especially i think as a as a youth pastor and then as a pastor mm -hmm. um carmen's music was present and that was sort of at the at the height of his greatness mm -hmm. was when you were a youth pastor and a pastor and maybe you could even that may even also play into why you feel some of the way that you do about Carmen is because his music had such an impact not just on you but you saw how it impacted those that you were ministering to as well maybe yeah. you could speak to that yeah that's a great observation Josh and the thing is is that you know, when I was youth pastoring, working with teens in the 90s, that was the golden age of Christian music. Mm -hmm. And I um, <clears throat> I realized as we started doing this podcast that I want to do kind of a, a second part to this where we're, we're, I want to talk about um, contemporary Christian music, the CCM movement, so to mm -hmm. speak, of which Carmen was such a huge part, especially in the 90s. Those were really the heyday of it. But um, yeah, I mean, there was a huge influence. I, I think that... Um, I got introduced to Carmen when I was going to seminary uh, in the late, in 19, it would have, I guess it would have been in 1990. Okay. Uh, just after you were born. Um, and I got introduced by listening to his Revival of the Land video, watching that video. And that was really a, a huge breakthrough uh, album for him. That was his first major album. He'd had great songs before, but that was a breakthrough album for him. And really pushed him over the top in terms of his popularity and celebrity. Mm. And that, like, I was just blown away by his, by the music videos that he had in that video. And also just the, the power and anointing in his songs. He just pulled no punches, you know. And he was all about spiritual warfare and about the gifts of the spirit. And yeah. just about evangelism and soul winning. Uh, working for revival. Everything that my heart was. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was incredible. And I think one thing that might be helpful for my listeners, the, the listeners today is to, I, I brought along a bunch of the, the, actually some of these are even cassettes. I right. wish you guys could see these cause these are even cassettes back yeah. that I had from the eighties and, um, and then they morphed of course into the, into CDs, but <clears throat> I thought maybe I'd like track a little bit of discography yeah. from him because uh, and just talk about some of the highlights from Carmen's uh, early years and moving on into his really popular, popular Let's do years. It. And so the first album that he put out in the early 80s uh, was an album that I think it was self-titled at first, but it later became called Summadat. Hmm. And um, I'm looking at the songs I'm hearing. You know, the songs are all good. There are a lot of them aren't that well known, uh, but they're all just, you know, it gives you an idea of what, the, what he's about. And then um, he went from that album to a, an album that has his first real uh, hit. hit in the sense of, you know, popularity, but also in the way that it was morphed into human videos and youth groups doing, the, doing something like this on mission trips mm -hmm. and on presentations at churches across, you know, Canada and the U.S. The, and when I tell you the name of this, the cassette that I'm holding my hand now, you'll know the name of the song because it's the same. It's Sundays on the Way. Mm. And that album uh, contains that song, Sundays on the Way. And let me tell you, Josh, do you remember anything about Sundays yeah. on the Way? Yeah, of course. You know, 
we grew up doing human videos to Carmen's songs because they were, I mean, they were the perfect human video songs. They were stories and you could understand every word as a listener. And, um, and I mean, I remember performing Sundays on the way, which is basically, it's a, a depiction of Jesus's resurrection over the devil and his demons mm -hmm. and his, his conquering of death. And so um, I remember as a young boy with my brothers as well, Jesse and Daniel, and my dad, we would, the four of us, we would do Sundays on the way. We would perform it in nursing homes and we'd perform it in churches and um, when, you know, where you were preaching. And it was, uh, it's, it's a great memory for me. And as Easter is coming up fairly soon as we're recording this, it's, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, a song narrating everything from the events of Good Friday all through Easter. Mm. And it's just so good. You should really take a listen to it, um, when, you know, at some point soon. The next album that came out was uh, an album called Coming On Strong. And these mm. early albums, they weren't huge successes right. as albums, okay. but they were, but they, as I said, included these classic songs that became really iconic. And the song from this album that's, that that was true about is a song called Lazarus Come Forth. Yes. And that song, you, okay, that song is amazing because it showed the theological um, understanding, mm -hmm. the biblical and theological understanding that Carmen had even as a young performer. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. because here he's taking on this, the whole um, question of, what happened to Old Testament saints when they died, mm -hmm. but before Jesus came back? Right. And so he's dealing with all these questions about um, about uh, uh, Abraham's you know, heaven, bosom, hell, Abraham's bosom, paradise, yeah. the, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, and then the story of Lazarus, Jesus' friend who mm -hmm. died in the Gospel of John. And you know where does hell fit into this? Where does Sheol mm -hmm. fit into this? All yep. these terms of the afterlife that we talk about in the Old yep. Testament and even in the New, and he take he tackles that, and it's like he did an amazing job. Right. I really think that it, it's so theologically and biblically accurate the way that he portrays what was happening um, in that space and time yeah. between when Old Testament saints died and when Jesus rose again. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't heard the song, just go back and, and listen to Lazarus Come Forth on mm -hmm. YouTube or somewhere because it's uh, it's a great, great song. It and is. that's a song is. that I've, we have we have a number of tracks that my wife and I and our boys have sang at various locations through the years. And Lazarus Come Forth is one of those tracks that we bought yes. <clears throat> because it's a really good, uh, it's a great song to do. Another great kind of video song you could do as well. The next album, that came out was his breakthrough and to this day kind of his signature song okay and the name of the album once again is the name of that signature song it's the champion there you go so when people think of carmen a lot of times that's the song that first comes to mind and for good reason and it came out early in his career i think right. it came out in 85 right but that song I gotta think that that song has probably been done and translated into other languages for mission fields as videos, hmm. human videos by mission, short-term mission teams more than any other song. It could be. <clears throat> it's incredible. That song is a spiritual warfare song. Yes, it is. And Josh, you and you know your your brothers and you, we did that song. Um, and it's such a fun song it's, for people to do. It's sort of the the Christian version of Rocky. 
it's really that is what it is. Yeah. And Carmen, you know, he started establishing himself as like this guy who's into major into taking on the devil and spiritual warfare themes hmm. and, and just, you know, as as he saw his career evolve, he became more and more interested yeah. in um in even athletics. Right. And he ended up in the early 2000s putting out an actual feature length movie, like an hour and a half movie mm -hmm. called The Champion. Yep. He did. And he in that movie he performed himself as a boxer. That's right. And that was like when he was in his uh, he was in his 40s doing that. Yeah. So but that song The Champion came off that album The Champion and it really really did something to his career because uh, that song became just iconic. Yeah. And even today, you know, that's that's a song that has gone so far beyond even just music. It's it's a video I, a human video that people use to portray the gospel uh, in many places around the world. Mm -hmm. From there, uh, he moved on to an album called uh, Live Radically Saved. Yep. And that's an album, that, a cassette again, that I'm looking at right now. And I'll just shout out on this song. This is basically a live concert that he did that turned into an album. Sure. So and he has some new songs, but he also has some old songs. The song that I'm going to pick from this one that I've just can't say enough about is a song called Celebrating Jesus. It's a classic. Okay, this song is my absolute favorite Christmas song of all time. Yeah. I know that sounds amazing, but like I always say people, you know, like, um, that's my favorite song. My second best is um, is uh, Oh Holy Night. Right. And then you've got all the traditional carols that I just love. But Celebrating Jesus is kind of this rockabilly, Elvis-type styled uh, song that's totally for Christmas. It is. And it, it shows up on his Christmas album, which yeah. came out a little bit after that, called A Long Time Ago in the Town of Bethlehem. Which is another great album and great <laughs> yeah, song. Absolutely. But, like, he, this Celebrating Jesus is just, it showed Carmen as this master of styles. Mm. Like, you can't pin him down. Yep. He literally did every basic style of music. That's true. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, this, this was pure rockabilly. It sounded just like like 50s stuff and it's a christmas song mm -hmm. and it's so filled with just the fun and the joy of christmas and so yeah i was i that really that's a great song was it. yeah um <clears throat> then we moved to revival in the land which was put out in like the late 80s it was the first album that had an accompanying video to it so like at home we have not only the cd but we have the the yeah, actual yes. video yeah. and we um and in that video, that's where you really start to see Carmen positioning himself in a way that no one had before, or I would argue since. Mm -hmm. He is like the master of uh, Christian videos. Yes. Christian music videos. They are so dramatic. They're so well done. They are so powerful and just really anointed. And people would buy the albums, the CDs, looking forward to the video coming out to think, well, how is he going to do this on video? You know, and not all the songs from the album are done, but a lot of them are. And I mean, when I'm looking at this album here, which is the album that introduced me to Carmen in the first place, uh, you've got a song called Witch's Invitation, hmm. which was filmed here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we live. I reference that because this kind of is where, uh, when he had his office, I can't, I don't know for sure if his office was really around there much before that it may have been but this is but from now from this point on he had his office uh in tulsa for many years and uh and he ran his ministry from there 
And so these albums and videos that were getting recorded, especially the videos, many of them were done in Tulsa in the places that we that we know, Josh. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the Revival of the Land video, for example. Um, it was filmed at a house, you know, or it was filmed in Tulsa, much of it. Uh, the live scenes were filmed uh, at the Brady Theater in Tulsa. Mm. Um, the, a song called The Resurrection Rap, which is the only song, uh, parenthetically, that I've ever done live at any at any crusades overseas right uh, occasionally very occasionally i felt the holy spirit say bust that out and I, I do and it's a awesome rap song um that was filmed in downtown tulsa a friend of ours that i just had lunch with this week he was actually in the video yeah. when he was working for yeah. him revival in the land in the land is another song focusing on spiritual warfare the power of prayer uh, and it has Satan, someone dresses Satan and then someone dresses a demon and it was filmed right in a rock quarry that we used to drive by like many times a week, very close to where we, we live. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably 12 minutes from my house. There you go. Yeah. So it's like, this is a, it, these, these things happen right in Tulsa where we live. So that makes it really cool too. There's a song in here called shine through me, which isn't one of his most famous songs, but it's an incredible song about soul winning and the heart of an evangelist. And it's a song that I've sang on occasion myself at different concerts and stuff. And I would encourage you to listen to that song, those of you listening. It really inflames in you a, a real hunger and passion for souls and for the lost. So Reviving the Land, huge video. Then he moved on to a highly anticipated next album because Revival in the Land was huge and it's like, what can he do to top this? Hmm. And so in the early 90s, he came out with Addicted to Jesus. A2J. A2J. Now, he he included in that album and in the videos of that album, two of the hottest and largest uh, supergroups <clears throat> ever in Christian music. And they're really at their height, practically, of, of prominence at the time. We're moving towards it anyway. DC Talk of Petra. Yep. And so you had uh, Carmen doing a, a rap song, kind of, D- Addicted to Jesus, which included some rap stuff with DC Talk. You had um, him doing a song called Our Turn Now, which talked about uh, yeah. high school ministry with That's teens. Right. That's right. And Petra was in that. Mm-hmm. And those, th- those were filmed in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching the credits at the end of these videos, and those videos are incredible. And, and they're filmed in, in Tulsa. There's another song that uh, is called... Uh, that's called Satan Bite the Dust, which is, again, a a spiritual warfare theme. Classic. And it was filmed at Camp Dry Gulch, and for years when we moved down here at first, Josh, that was our church, Church on the Move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Willie George Pastor was our church that we attended and were really active in. And Dry Gulch was your camp Mm -hmm. as a a boy and your Mm -hmm. brother's camps. And and it was filmed out there. So when we went out to Dry Gulch for the first time and saw this place at in real life that we'd seen on video for years we just thought that was the coolest thing and and so it was uh but addicted to jesus was pr- the video is just classic there's a great song called 1955 on there it talks about the 50s yes. revivals yes. and uh, and which again that was that was something with which he was very familiar because he lived in Tulsa, yeah. who was the face of the mm-hmm. you know mid twentieth century revivals. Oral Roberts. Yeah. So the tent revival, you know, depiction in nineteen fifty five, 
is just basically it's depicting an oral Roberts crusade. Carmen was very well connected with you know many of the great ministries here in in the Tulsa area, Absolutely. which um, was really you know a contributor to to some really great Christian work uh, during the 20th century. That's so true, uh, and and Carmen was right in the thick of it, like mm. you said. Um, the next album that came out, I, I, I would say this. I, with me and Nicole, we, I've seen Carmen live three times. You've seen him once. Mm -hmm. and uh, But the first time we saw him was when we and Nicole and I were pastoring in a small town in Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, it was during his uh, Addicted to Jesus tour. Okay. And he came and played at the largest arena in the whole province mm -hmm. of Saskatchewan. It was in Saskatoon. And I remember driving down there where me and Nicole and a few of the kids from our youth group drove down and we got to see, we got there really early. We had to drive a couple, few hours to get there, a couple hours at least. And I remember it was <laughs> Nicole and the girls, they, when we got in line, we were some of the first people in line and they said, okay, Kevin, you're going to, now you're going to stand in here in line and keep our spot. And I was pretty much at the very front. We're going to go shopping. <laughs> and so it was, it was funny. I got to stand there for like a few hours and. Just wait, but we got great seats, front row seats, because it was all rush seating. Right, and uh, and it was it was a classic, classic uh, time. The first time you saw him, the next album was the Standard, mm. and that too was just amazing. The video itself that accompanied it was fantastic. Nice. Uh, they had some songs in there called um, <clears throat> called Great God, which is like an old school kind of a Braveheart theme, medieval. Med medieval ages yep. song called america again which was a real patriotic song talking about how far america had fallen morally away mm -hmm. from god but the hope that it would rise again closer to jesus uh, a song called sunday school rock which was a great video fifth with a 50s theme to it and um those those this album was again a, a huge awesome song set of songs the next album was and these are this is again filmed in in, in the tulsa area most yep. of them yeah uh, Riot was next, mm. and Riot, that was, there was an accompanying, not just video, but a movie. Yes. A full-length feature movie yep. filmed not just in Tulsa, but in Broken Arrow. Right. Which is where Nicole and I live now, and, uh, and never, you know, it came out in 96. Never did we think that, you know, years later, we would be living in Broken Arrow, where Riot yeah. was, was yeah. centered. Yeah. And so there's all these different landmarks in that movie that, that we are able to see and stuff like that. But it's got a lot of great songs in it, too. A song called No Monsters, which is a, uh, which is kind of like talking about Jesus' authority over fear. Yes. Um, a song called uh, uh, Seven Ways to Praise, where Carmen is, is dressed up. It's like a, a, a jazz sort of <laughs> big band theme to it. Yeah. Again, every type of genre of music yeah. represented throughout the course of his career, pretty much. From there, he moved on to Mission 316, mm -hmm. which was another fantastic uh, album. And one of the one of the, the most, I, would, I guess this is how I'd say it, what I've been told, it's the most expensive Christian music video ever hmm. filmed. And it's, yeah. the, it's actually the, the song, self, the title song, Mission yeah. 316. Yep. It was filmed in Montreal, Canada, and uh, it was made to look like it was, it was in Europe, and kind of filmed in sort of a, a dark sort of uh, theme to it, sort of like the Bourne, Bourne movies, you know, yeah. in, in or Europe. Or James Bond. And, and, but it's a James Bond theme. It's all yeah. about him being a spy and going on uh, a mission to uh, get the world 
you know, out of the grip of the Antichrist, basically. And um, at the end, you have Tony Orlando showing up. Yes, that Tony Orlando uh, doing a little ditty at the end. And he's kind of representing the God figure in the show. It's just, it's just too much. So those, uh, that, kind of, that kind of moves us through up until the end of the 90s. The last, or at least very near last, studio album that Karma put out was called Ultimate Praise. And uh, that's a song that I'm looking at the CD of it right now. There's a song on there called This Is My Bible, which is a, is a really uh, meaningful song to me because at some point, Carmen credited, uh, I believe this is, is true, that Carmen credited our former pastor, Billy Joe Doherty. Uh, he passed away some years ago, but he's a pastor of Victory Christian Church. Yep. And uh, he credited Billy Joe with, with inspiring that song because that's a declaration. This is my Bible right. that we make at our church, at Victory Church. Uh, you know, mine and Nicole's church for, you know, that, big, that declaration had been made for many years while Billy Joe was pastor. Hmm. So, and that kind of is it. At some point during the end of the 90s, uh, Carmen transitioned from Tulsa to somewhere else in terms of running his ministry. But the bulk of his biggest part of his career was in the Tulsa area. And so we have people, you know, when you see the credits on those shows, you see people that show up occasionally that you recognize. You know, those are, hey, I know that, that person or whatever. And it makes it, it made it very uh, neat for us to be able to be part of that. I think, too, the... Um, the thing that really stands out for me is during the 90s, Carmen still has the two largest ever Christian concerts, hmm. if you exclude things like music festivals. Right. Individual concerts. The largest concert ever was in Dallas at the stadium there in Dallas, and it was about over 70,000 people to see Carmen. Wow. And then it, the second largest was in, in South Africa, where you had over 50,000 people. Hmm. And that speaks to the uh, type of impact. And it's interesting. Carmen, he didn't, he basically sang to tracks. He didn't really take a band along with him that was playing live. Right. It was kind of like this. Here's a guy on stage doing his thing. And that's what we came to see. Yep. But really what came out of it is, is it was Jesus that people came to see. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the things that, to me, set both Carmen and Keith Green apart in terms of contemporary Christian music is Keith Green, he typically did not sell his albums right. at concerts. Yep. He had a policy where it's like, you can pay whatever you want. Sure. He just wanted the music to get into the hands of, of the people. And, and uh, that's how he ran things. Hmm. And if you wanted to make a donation, you could, but you don't didn't have to. And then... Um, you could literally take the album for free. Uh, then Carmen, he did it slightly different. He would not charge for the most part, <clears throat> at least in the days before he became uber successful, because sometimes then you had to have tickets for the sake of crowd control. Yeah. But uh, for much of his career, he didn't charge for his concerts. Yeah. Those are free concerts. I remember going to those concerts and they were free. Like, yeah. And then you take up a love offering. But he, he, those would be free. He would just want people to be able to come. It's amazing. But I remember taking you, Josh, and your brothers to see Carmen at, at Victory uh, Christian Center back in the day. And yeah. I think you probably remember that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, certainly, you know, Carmen, I mean, what's amazing is, you know, he really, for, for Christians like us, I mean, he was, he was it. He was the hero of the Christian music world. Um, the gold standard. I mean, you think about it. We're just calling him Carmen. Yeah. You know, most people don't even know, you know, his last name. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, Cher or Madonna or mm -hmm. Beyonce. It's, it's Ronaldo. Carmen. You know, it, he, he, was, he was bigger than life. And yet, as you said, it didn't go to his head. Like, he, he wasn't trying to get wealthy off this or else he would have charged for his concerts. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we see so many people today in ministry who are, you know, have these moral failures and different things. Carmen, one of the incredible things about Carmen is up until just recently, Carmen was single. That's true. In fact, throughout his entire, like, ministry, like mm -hmm. the heights of his of ministry, when he was legitimately one of the most popular Christian yeah. men in the world. Yeah. And, and if we're being honest, could have had almost any woman he wanted in, you know, in, in that sphere of like as a wife, as a wife, yeah. you know, he was not intent on, you know, just marrying just mm -hmm. anybody or he wasn't, you know, being inappropriate, you know, like he was such a man of great character, mm -hmm. you know, no greed, no, uh, sexual immorality yeah. and not, not of course that getting married is wrong. But even the fact that he was willing to not get married because it, he just he, he hadn't found the, the woman that God had mm -hmm. for him, and eventually he did. Um, you know, I just think it speaks so much to the type of man that he was—not just the musician, not just the artist, um, but the the Christian um, that he was. You know, you rightly said he had such a great grasp of theology, mm -hmm. discussing in his songs, discussing. You know, speaking in tongues and, you know, spiritual warfare yeah. and, you know, coming ag against like witches well, invitation. Healing miracles. Healing miracles. And, and you know, witches invitation. You And Dad, <laughs> you can go watch these. I just looked it up. You can go watch these videos on YouTube and I encourage you to do so. Mm -hmm. Witches invitation is such a powerful mm -hmm. thing about him combating occultic work. Yeah. And... And so, like, this guy, he was the real deal. Yeah. He, he practiced what he preached, both as far as gifts and fruit of the Spirit, you know, and, and just a, 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 such a great role model for people who are growing uh, up with him. You know, Dad, when you reflect on this, and I, I looked it up, Carmen has 22 albums. Yeah. Um, you know, you went through a lot of them today. What you know wasn't included even is he did he did children's yeah. albums. Oh yeah, right. Um, his, sure. His Lawrence the Cat stuff is stuff that my my daughter still listens to now. Yeah. It's stuff I grew up on, and again, very timeless. Um, yeah. You know, he like you said, he revolutionized things as it pertains to music videos. Um, he set the standard. He he showed you know how cool these things could be. And, um, you know, I just looked it up as well. It said that the second largest, like you said, con the largest at the time, the largest Christian concert ever was in 1993 in South Africa yeah. at his concert with more than 50,000 people. And then a year later in Dallas, 
he broke it. Yeah. Just really shattered it with more than 71,000 uh-huh. people. And those are still records that stand to this day. And so he is um, just amazing what, what he has done. It's amazing how God has used him over the years to impact so many people. And I guess as we as we sort of think about wrapping up here, what when you think about Carmen, you know, maybe for you, what, what's your favorite song? And and then maybe even just after that, like what what's your lasting legacy? What is the legacy of Carmen? Okay, so I have already alluded to my favorite song, and just like a lot of times, I'm not the guy who's going to pick the most well-known song and things like right. case like that. I'm going to go back to that song that I referenced. Uh, yeah, Celebrating Jesus is my favorite Christmas, Christmas song. Sure. But I'm going to go back to that song in Revival in the Land, the first album that turned me on to Carmen in mm-hmm. the first place to his mm-hmm. music, and that song called Shine Through Me. Mm. And that is a song as an evangelist, as a soul winner for decades now. Uh, it's a song about that, about a passion for the loss. Yes. And so I would, again, it, invite you to take a listen to that song, listen to the lyrics. And uh, there are other songs that may be more catchy in terms of music and, and certainly more popular, but that's, I think, probably, I put that as my favorite karma song. It's tough because I just love them all. Yeah. But um, And then I think in terms of legacy, it's interesting because, you know, we spend a long time talking about Carmen, this this great Christian entertainer and musician. But when it comes right down to it, it's really always been about Jesus for him. Mm-hmm. And so for him, his legacy is he always pointed people to Jesus. Amen. It was all Jesus, 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 front row center. Yeah. You know? And he wasn't distract. He didn't get distracted with, with other side issues. It was always pointing people to Christ. Yes. The power of Jesus, the love of Jesus, mm-hmm. and igniting in people the passion for souls. Yes. And really, that's why I say Carmen, he was an evangelist yeah. who happened to be good at music. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's who he was. And when, now he's in heaven with Jesus. And guess what? There's a ton of people in heaven that would have greeted him as he got there. Yeah. Because his concerts and his music and his legacy was all about helping people get to know Jesus. And that's really what... Life's about us, what you and I have dedicated our lives to. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's why I feel like Carmen's a, one of those kindred spirits, mm. you know? That's so good. And it's, it's a great point. I know that he would always talk about the gospel at his concerts and give people an opportunity to accept Jesus. And, and uh, that is the greatest legacy that anyone could give and, and leave. And I think, you know, his legacy can also be found in, in the Christian music industry as a whole. I mean, it... it like you said, he helped bring bands to prominence. Yeah, he yeah. helped influence so many of them. Uh, I Like you mentioned, DC Talk. I remember when he died, one of the first posts I saw was from the DC Talk you know, Facebook page. And Toby yeah. Mac was talking about how much they loved Carmen, how much they learned from him. And I think there's many, uh, directly and indirectly, who uh, had great success in the Christian music industry because of uh, Carmen. And so we listen, he's just a man. Yeah. Um, we're not, we're not deifying him, but we are celebrating mm-hmm. the great uh, evangelist and the great man of God that he was. And we, uh, we thank God for his gift to the body of Christ and that he used it so well. And, and um, it's really a testimony to uh, how God can use uh, anyone to do the great work of God, no matter what your 
talents or abilities, may you use it as Paul says, may whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And certainly that was true of Carmen and uh, may it be true of us as well. So thank you. I think for those of you who maybe this is just an introduction to you of who Carmen was and what his music was like, go, like Josh said, go to YouTube. Uh, just take a few minutes and start and look at some of those songs that we referenced and, you know, introduce yourself, a, a new generation of people to, uh, to, you know, to his music, but mostly to uh, the reality of who Jesus is, because mm -hmm. that's what karma is all about. Amen. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this trip down uh, memory lane with us, and um, we uh, we are grateful to uh, have seen and learned from Carmen, and we uh, look forward to seeing him again one day in heaven. Uh, God bless you all, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at